All right, let's do this. How are you? What the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fuck Nicks? What the fuckocrats? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. Welcome to the struggle. Welcome to the show. This is a wrestling show, man. This is a wrestling show today. That's what I think. I'm wrestling with this new guitar, goddammit. Wrestling with it. It sounds great, but it's hard to play, man. And I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get the hang of it. I love it. I'm not saying I love it. Sometimes you wrestle with who you love and what you love and with who you are. I, I would say most of the time. For me, anyway. I don't know what, what you're about. Thora Birch is on the show today. You all know Thora Birch. We all know her. We love her. Come on, man. She's uh, currently on The Walking Dead, which airs Sunday nights on AMC. You remember her from American Beauty, of course, Ghost World, other things. That was some wrestling. Little bit of wrestling. I mean, I could tell you more about it before we talk to her specifically. But um, I was happy to see her. Happy she came over. So here's what's happening. The cold first. The last time I talked to you, I was sweaty. This, and the last time I talked to you was before the Joe Biden surge. That guy's addled, man, addled. What a tragic series of events we're having. Fucking pathetic. The whole goddamn thing. <sighs> Bernie, clear as a bell. It's like it's a fucking joke. Look, man, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. I really don't. I do know that my special is coming out Tuesday. I'll talk to you on Monday about it, but uh, people in the press got it yesterday. I'm, you know, I'm pretty fucking proud of it. I'm glad you guys are going to see it. I've shown some friends the thing. Gotten some good feedback. I don't have many friends. I showed one friend. And my producer, haven't heard from Brendan yet, but Judd said he liked it, had some nice things to say about it. He wanted to see it early. He's earned that opportunity, (laughs) but uh, I'm excited you're going to see it. I'm excited about it. Looks different than most specials, shot by the uh, inimitable uh, Lynn Shelton, who also wants me to inform you. Apparently, to her ears, when I talked about my cold, I was riding it out alone, but I was being cared for. She made me soup. She felt my head. She took my temperature. She got me stuff from the supermarket, medicines. So I don't want to sound like um, some, uh, you know, guy out in the wild on my own, out there on the edges of uh, the cold front by myself she felt like i had revised history excluded her from the narrative she made me soup and she uh she took care of me to it okay all right i'm done with it she did she helped me out thank you so look i ended up the guy who i sent that text to to refresh your memories basically 
saying that he's shitty and his wife is shitty after he stood me up a second time. Um, you know, I, I groveled over text and, you know, he said it's not a problem. We ended up having lunch the other day and it was lovely. We talked about stuff, about movies, about what we've always talked about the few times we've hung out. I don't think he told his wife about it, which is good. I explained again that uh, it was a bad day and I was on steroids for my back and uh, I was angry. But uh, it was fine. And I'm glad because I enjoy him and I I enjoy his work and his wife's. No, I'm not. I'm still not going to say who it was. You can guess. But anyway, so that worked out. Maybe I'll read more of your emails um, another time. Okay. All right. Good. Moving on. So I went to a secret, uh, secret clubhouse meeting last night for the first time in months with my buddy Jerry and uh, got to talking. I'm a little consumed, man. I'm consumed. You know, there's a funny thing my brain does as we head uh, into uh, true authoritarianism with uh, little hope on the horizon, but uh, some excitement. Maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm not I'm not uh, seeing I'm not saying it's over. Hey, you know, if we can possibly exchange one mentally addled fucking devil for a mentally addled okay guy, I guess that's America. But maybe something surprising will happen. Maybe the momentum will will shift and something fucking spectacular will happen. Huh? But Point being, you know, I fester about bullshit and I'm doing okay for myself and I'm happy with the work I'm doing. My special's airing. I'm about to start shooting glow. I'm challenging myself on a lot of levels. I'm trying to wear different glasses occasionally. The Aretha Franklin movie was uh, exciting. I'm just saying things are going well, but I still, especially with my comedy, because I put so much of my heart and mind into the goddamn stuff. It's life or death for me, man. It still is. That's the tone of the thing. A year and a half, two years I worked on that stuff that's in the special. And my fear is it'll just disappear into the churning cloud. Into the hungry ether. And dissipate into a million pieces that reorganize themselves as one occasionally for somebody sitting somewhere. But that's fine. But I'll judge myself against the more successful sorts. Hey man, everybody likes them. Not everybody likes you. I've never been the everybody likes you kind of guy, but sometimes I still find room in my heart and my mind to resent and spite more successful people that I like. So I've got to wrangle that shit, man. And then I realized the other day, like most of these cats and kitties, as the great Lord Buckley would say, most of these cats and kitties are 20, 20 years younger than me. They're 35, 36, these babies. 37 maybe, 38 perhaps, these cats and kitties. I'm 56. They somehow manage their talent on the natural arc of life trajectory. I'm in the fucking Hail Mary pass trajectory. I'm, I am the made it in the second half guy. The final quarter, I hope not. But I can't judge myself on sort of well-managed people who had enough of their shit together to be career-focused, and they come up in a generation where they realize their brand, they realize they are one, they realize how to maneuver the 
content platforms and to sort of like control and uh, put their talent out there in beautiful ways that aren't, uh, you know, just sort of uh, fucking throwing ropes out of a hole. It's a predominant form of my expression is if I can just get this rope to hook onto something up there outside the hole, maybe somebody will see the fucking rope. But I'm out of the hole. I've been out of the hole for a while. Climbed up out of the hole. But I'm constantly repelling. (laughs) That is a double entendre. (laughs) But these younger cats and kitties, they know what's going on because they got their shit together at a younger age than I did. So I just have to be grateful and and appreciative of the people that, that I have that dig me and understand me and not turn into it. Like it, I just want to fuck up my happiness, folks. That's all. I just want to fuck it up. I've just barely figured out how to handle it. And there's part of me that just, you know, immediately is like, it ain't, it ain't enough, dude. It ain't enough. But listen to this subject line. Fuck man. You saved my life. Hey Mark, a few years ago, I sent you an email entitled 27-year-old pill guy, two months clean. You probably get a ton of these, so I don't expect you to remember. But for me, that single email and response helped push me onto a path to turn my shit around. I asked you how you got sober. I had no money for rehab, and I wanted to see if you thought rehab was a key thing for your recovery. I was lying when I told you I was two months clean in my email. In fact, I was deep in the addiction. You emailed me back with some hard truths. The fact you didn't bullshit me with a fluffy response really reinforced the fact that it's all on me to save myself. I realized the things that were going to help me were ready for me to utilize. You told me if I really want to kick drugs, I needed to, quote, Just start doing the things you know you need to do, unquote. You told me to bite the bullet and detox all the shit that's been killing me. And then you advised me to go to some meetings and listen. I printed that response out. I kept one in my car and taped one to my bathroom mirror. I've now been clean since 2-14-2019. I went to meetings. I found a great sponsor and I found the will to live. As dramatic as that sounds, it's true. I was real suicidal there a bit. You helped save my life. I just want you to know how special you are when you take the time to email your addicted fans a few words of encouragement. I'm truly, truly thankful you reached back out to me. I don't want to put the burden on your shoulder to save everybody who emails you. But fuck, man, I owe my new life to you and your amazing fucking email. They were words from beyond the abyss that it's possible to do this. Thank you so fucking much, Mark. You know, it's like, who cares? You know, it's like, I fucking get out of my dumb head. (sighs) You know, that's the beauty of the thing, man. That's the beauty of the thing. I don't want to be anybody else. I never did. Never wanted to. There were been times where I wanted everyone to understand me more. And I couldn't understand why everybody didn't just get what I was doing. But I don't really care. That's that. So 
Now, Thora Birch, I ran into her husband. She, you know, she'd come up as a possible guest a lot in the past. A few times it just didn't work out. I ran into her husband at the comedy store. He was like, she's a huge fan of the show. We both are. She really wants to come on. So, like, I didn't know a lot about her, but I was, like, open to it because, you know, I like her. I dig Thor Birch, and I wonder what her life was like. I knew that she had a, a, a difficult past in the way that I knew both her folks were involved with adult films back in the 70s. I've actually, you know, sadly, I, or maybe not sadly, I remember her mom from Deep Throat very specifically. But, you know, so but that's, you know, that's her life. It's not you know my life. So but I thought there was an interesting story there. And if she was ready to come on the show, she was ready to tell it. When she got here, it was tense. You know, I just it felt a little tense. And, you know, I did what I always do. And I, I kind of really stayed open through the whole thing. Um, but we did it and we we did OK. And, and there were points where I just I, I just didn't it, I, I didn't think she was emotionally comfortable to deal with some of this stuff. But um, but this is uh, my conversation with her, and I was happy that she's doing okay and happy to see her. She's currently on The Walking Dead, uh, which airs Sunday nights on AMC. So this is me talking to Thora Birch. Did you try the coffee? I did. It's How good. is it? It's nice. It doesn't have any of that like bitterness. It's a perfect... I did it. Medium. I made it. It's a perfect medium. Good. Yeah, I commend you. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I forget. Like, I always, I never know what's going to happen when, you know, I ask people if they want coffee. And then if they say yes, then I'm sort of like, uh, all right, well, it's going to be a bit of a production. Like, I have to boil water. Right. And I, and I have to. There's and, too many steps. Yeah. And then uh, and it's, uh, you, it comes out pretty good. I understand that it, that it, it is a little bit of a crapshoot, too, though, because every morning my husband yeah. makes the coffee. Yeah. And it, he never makes it consistently. What like, is it's the always, pro- It always comes back, like, not sweet enough. Or, oh, really? or too sweet or like yeah. not enough you know, yeah. coconut creamer or too much coconut cream. Oh. He can never get a formula down. <laughs> I'm almost at the point where I'm like, honey, I'll just go get it. But that, why would I do that? I'm too lazy in the morning. <laughs> right. And he makes it though? Yeah. He'll, yeah. That's like, a routine like coffee and news. Oh, wait, a little closer. Oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah. You yeah. can move it into. We just, have a, a, a coffee news routine. A coffee news routine? Yeah. Coffee news routine. Where do you get the news on your phone? You just like walk into the phones and uh, figure it out. Wait, now before I ask that, what, what method are you using to make the coffee? Coffee. We have a coffee maker, so oh, a, like a, a standard drip, auto oh, yeah? drip. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Old school, like an Oralco. Yeah, I forgot the name. <laughs> yeah. No, like you yeah. put the filter in, and then the yes, bag. Yes, you put the slide brown, the thing yes, in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Scoop good. in the, the yeah. grinds. Yeah. Yeah. Good, like old timey. Yeah. <laughs> Not too fancy. No. And where are you getting your news? I uh, all over. I mean, mainly, you know, we'll, we'll put CNN on probably uh, mm-hmm. just on the TV, but then we read like the news news on our phones. Just sit there and panic. Just yeah, with it's the rest pr- of us. Pretty much, it's 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 like it's a really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's. I don't know. You kind of wake up with a certain amount of optimism, and then you know, ten minutes year later, you're like, oh, right, uh, never mind. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. die of a virus. Yeah. There's no, right, right. there's like right when there's even a smidgen of hope. It's just like you don't feel like you can believe anything anymore. Like, That's were they a, really burning cash because that was the only method of yeah. stopping an airborne disease? Come on, I know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what were they doing? I, like, they, they were burning cash in China or really? something like that. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think that has anything to do with the virus. Wow, what does that even mean? They were burning. That's what I'd cash. like to know. You read that this morning? Uh, not this morning. Like, I, I think it was 
four days ago. Why? Bernie, and I was like, I was like, no, that's a huge story. Why don't we get weird. more into that? So is it like some sort of a mystical approach to the uh, <laughs> mystical to the pandemic? Uh, I don't know. Burning their, money. Their excuse was, you know, well, you know, people touch money and blah oh. blah blah. I'm like, think of all the other things that we touch. Are you I get it. Rid knobs like doorknobs. Sure. Are, are they knobs, all going to go? Oh, everything. Yeah, how and how is it traveling? But cash Car doors. What, they what were, were burning. Ca- they burning cash. That has nothing. To, it, I, it's it's insane. That must be. I must think have about money. To do that? No, I think about money reason. all the time. <laughs> about dirty money. Dirty money? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but we think about money. How like how many times it's changed hands? Like any yeah. bill you have? Yeah, and who carries bills anymore? I do. I always carry money. For sure. But then again, I, I kind of subscribe. I like cash. Yeah. But I subscribe to the George Carlin view of things where yeah. it's like you need a certain amount of germs to keep your <laughs> I think that's true. immunity a up. You no, know? Absolutely. You can't avoid germs. It's always germs. like the healthiest, cleanliest person sure. is going to wind up with a the, terrible disease. The, yeah. No, I, I agree. You got to move through germs. Yeah. And if you're on a plane a lot, you get in your share of Ugh. germs. Yeah. No, that I one, I don't I don't like the recycle there on planes. I, I agree oh, with you on that. It's the worst. And yeah, do you, you ever feel like, you know, when you get off a plane, you're sort of like, I'm covered in it. I mean, I yeah. I think I had a, like a nosebleed last time I landed. I was really, really yeah. I was like, oh, huh? dried out. Your, yeah, your just sinuses? yeah. And I was hydrating during the flight and everything. It just I don't nothing know. didn't work. Didn't work. So the necklace is that powerful? No, just okay. a fan gave it to me. I liked it. It was on my <laughs> okay. bedside just, table. Just curious. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll throw it throw on. The, does uh, that's a fan present? It was either the necklace or earrings, but mm. I've I'm I'm down to a single earring on all of my pairs. Like I always just you lose, lose one earring yeah so we like i know you grew up here right yes the yes. whole life my I, I was born at cedar sinai really yeah so you're like full california full I'm los angeles West hollywood girl all the way born and raised stayed there for like until my my early 30s and when i moved into santa monica yeah so like um but it's it, it it's kind of interesting because your career the whole thing like we all know you from a certain couple of things mm-hmm. and then you sort of wonder like oh wait where where's she been mm-hmm. what's happening yeah <laughs> what's happening right but also like i i i find i know that your history is sort of dug into the hollywood of the 70s and you like grew up in that but specifically kind of porno 70s well, I was born in 82. So by the time I came around, they were just leaving that. But, yeah. but, but all of their, you know, their my parents' prior experiences yeah. were wrapped up in, in, in that kind of world. I mean, they were on the road a lot. They did a few films. And well, I like, feel like, like their you, career was built up different? more than what it was cinematically. I'm not, I mean, it's just out there. So I'm just, I, I'm yeah. kind of asking because I, or, or talking about it because I remember they were in movies that I saw when I was very young and they damaged me. And I'm, I'm I just, sorry. I'm, I'm one, <laughs> what you, they, they, they kind of uh, reconfigured my brain. Oh God. But that's all right. But so, by the time you, I'm sure they don't apologize. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I and I'm not. Uh, I'm not mad about it. I think it helped me on some level. But I did. I did someone. It was one of those things where I'm like, 13 or 14, and someone had a, their parents' sure. video cassette. But, yeah. but like, grow. When did you first start to realize that they were in? You know, because your mom was in Deep Throat, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so was your dad. Uh, I believe briefly. Oh, I, I don't know. I've never but, seen but it. But they had th- You never saw it. Eh, How could I saw you? a couple of minutes here and there, but you know. Why would you want to do that? To yeah, it's yeah. more like I, I wanted to be open-minded enough to think that, like, oh, I could handle this. Yeah. And a couple of minutes into it, I'm like, well, first of all, it's not funny. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, okay, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. I'm good. And, and maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm good. <laughs> that's my mom. I don't need to. know. No, I didn't get to her. Oh, I didn't good. take it to her. Oh yeah. I was just like, yeah, no, I don't. Just I don't think I want to go. This weird time. old Harry Reams. Yeah. Bubbles. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got a rough opening. 
Do you mind if I smoke while you're eating? <laughs> I think is the first line oh, of geez. that movie. Yeah, let's not. But um, I guess the question is, like, growing up in show business and having that element of show business in it, I mean, what, what do you first remember about your parents in terms of that? I was older when it re- finally really hit me that, like, oh, no, they had actually been at porn. Because for me, it was just the, the, the family story was, oh, she had danced. You know, she had danced. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, she your was, mom. Yeah. She yeah. had danced, and she was, was on the road. And then also she actually did after all of that she became a bodybuilder right and she won like a number of just like but it, but before the roided out they're just like natural female bodies right. and you know she'd do, like do deadlifts and squats and things like that yeah. and she got, got a really they were very very in that health kick you know they did the raw food diet they are they did both all around that stuff yeah and they're both still alive mm-hmm. yeah are they still married mm-hmm. really yeah wow mm-hmm so, so when you when you're old enough to realize that the story was she was a dancer, so they'd gotten out of it, and they probably did some touring of some kind. I guess before, yeah, they did a lot of touring. They like had a show. She had a routine, right? And a show, and she would take it all around to all the clubs, like strip clubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. But That's then a... and then other ones too. Like yeah. she, I know she did a lot up in San Francisco with the Mitchell brothers at their. Oh yeah, and at stuff the like that, their, their so. weird uh, showroom. Right. They were yeah. they were all you know close for a while. Um, but again, think, all of that was before me, and so right. I didn't grow up in, in that. that. No, in, I get it. In yeah, that honestly, I think it was not until I was probably like in just my like preteens and early early teens yeah. where I gleaned from other people. Like it was a right. little more than what right, not just telling dancing. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I was so it was like, but you know, there were only certain stories that I had heard, but mm. but nothing. They really tried to, you know, once Shield she was you done, from it. she was done. Yeah. And she actually kind of went more the other way with me, a very, like, kind of a, you know, strict, pursed, almost, you know, um, very uh, nearly conservative type of uh, oh, really? upbringing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, not in a religious sense. But, right, no, right, but right. just more, you know. Do you like discipline, sort of, like, it's, you well, know. Well, you know. Try right and wrong. Good, yeah, manners. Don't get screwed up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, like, you know, not you're not going to have sex until you're 82 and... <laughs> That kind of stuff. Do you have brothers and sisters? I have a younger brother. Yes. Yeah, how's he doing? He's good. He's good. He's yeah. he's he's good there. He's 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 finding his way. You know, he's he's a great kid. He's got a he's uh, got a great heart, and he's really funny. Yeah. And how uh, old is he? He's uh, twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in show business. He's he's dabbled, but more like behind the camera. Yeah. And stuff like that. I, uh-huh. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So, like, when, but you started acting so young. So, I mean, obviously somebody had invested in this idea. Or was that you? Were you in, well, not something... at four. <laughs> right. So, but like... uh, my babysitter actually had, you know, my parents had a no television policy other than Sesame Street really? and Mr. Rogers. But when the babysitter was over, that kind of went out the window. The first thing that happened was the television got turned on. Huh. And so, you know, I would watch TV and I would start mimicking commercials like the old Telly Savalas, remember yeah, who yeah. Loves you, baby, yeah, or who something loves like you, that. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Kojak. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just kind of remember. I think I was imitating the commercials. Sure. Yeah. And so she thought that was just the most adorable thing in the world, and she decided to make our pastime that you know she'd start taking me out on like auditions for commercials and stuff. The babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she can like kind of talked. Well, she was close friends. It was a babysitter, but also close kind of friends an, with with my parents. Like and a nanny ish. Like, hey, what do you think thing? of the? Yeah. 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 And so what? You know, what do you think about that? And they were like, well, I, you know, we don't know anything about it really, as far you know, from a like a child actor. Type right. Of, we don't know that world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We know a different type of show business. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, 
So they're like, well, I don't know. You know, it seems like a harmless enough. It'll keep her away from the TV. Great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I started booking commercials like right away. Wow. So, and then, then that just kind of after that, then it was the first TV show that I did for NBC called Day by Day. Was uh, it a guest like part? Gary David Goldberg. Or that you, was a, a mini regular. Oh, really? Yeah. It was the, the concept was that this lawyer yuppie couple uh, decided to av- abandon their professional careers and open a daycare in their own home. Right. So I was one of their, their regular oh, right. students. Right. And I was I get like it. a sassy blonde uh-huh. kid. And did you, t- did you love it? I did. I always, I, I remember my first commercial, which I think I was about four and a half, maybe just about to turn five. Yeah. And my task was to sit in front of a open uh, refrigerator with the contents spilled out all around me. Yeah. And I had to eat a raw hot dog dipped in peanut butter, which I just thought was the most fantastic thing in the <laughs> world. Uh, and I was like, this is this is uh, work? Like, okay, if this is a job, this is amazing. A raw hot dog dipped in te- peanut butter? I mean, butter? well, maybe the taste didn't, you know, but the just the process yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. you know, the attention and right, being around yeah, a bunch yeah. of oh, adults. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I always really kind of identified more with adults. I yeah. love kids my own age, too, but I was... I, I wanted. I cared what the adults had to say. Sure, I wanted sure. to have a conversation with them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so, just uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I loved it on a very kid-like, childlike level. Like yeah. as, as a kid would yeah. like it. And and your parents were like, um, so they they were on board with it. Obviously, they became then, on board. You know. Yeah. Because I I started booking, and then it was always a like, well, you know. Well, you know, when, when it came time for school, it was very important to them that I was in, in public school, you know, that I had that experience. Yeah. And, and I kind of was like, okay, yeah, school's great. Well, I love it. You know, when am I going to get back to the set? Right. And so for a long time, that was kind of, yeah, that was yeah. my, yeah, 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 let's bounce back and forth between uh, unquote, unquote, normal right. childhood and, and then go have some fun on a set. Yeah. Were they doing any other types of show business? You know, outside, like when? Not, no. And did they? And then eventually they got involved in your career. Yeah, as you know, as a parents? lot of as man, you know, man, man, you know, mama, dadagers, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Managing you? Uh, yeah, for 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 a period of time. <laughs> yeah, not great time. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, it it, it yeah. just uh, they they've been retired for a long time. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And do you have a relationship with them? I do. Yeah? I do, yeah. Oh. It's, it's, it's okay. It's fluid. <laughs> yeah. It's fluid. <laughs> yeah. It's good. So how does it, like, how does it unfold, like, to, to like, um, you did a lot of uh, episodic work first or what? Uh, you know, yeah, episodic of... and then, you know, more commercials and then I was on that show Parenthood, the first iteration oh, yeah, following yeah, right. the film. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, several of your guests <laughs> came from that. Yeah, like who else was show. on there? Leo was on, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Arquette, uh, David Arquette. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, well, I was somebody's kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was one of the family's kids. <laughs> and do you remember all those guys? Like, I remember uh, bits and pieces. I remember yeah. kind of like offset playing on the lot and like, you know, I, I kind of remember Leo running around with a water gun and stuff like that. Just like uh, just little bits and pieces. Innocent fun. Yeah, yeah. And when did you like start doing the movies? Nine. Well, I, I did one small independent film when I was six. Yeah. But uh, I, I consider my first real film to to be Paradise with Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Directed by Mary Agnes Donahue, who's a really good writer as well. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, that was, the, I played Billy Pike, and that 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 role got me a lot of attention from from 
film people. And, yeah. You know, so it was it was back in that era when the transition was not so uh, likely or uh, plausible that one of that one in the TV world would then right. go sure, into, sure. into yeah, films. Yeah. But I think because I was so young and the type of character it was, it was a very kind of funny but dramatic yeah. performance. And so I, I got a lot of attention from that. And then that kind of landed, helped me land like Patriot Games and certain other roles. Right. You know, like yeah, that. yeah. It kind of it, it took off from there. Did you feel like you were making your own choices or were your parents like running you? You know uh, what I mean? No, well, because uh, there were certain uh, scripts and, yeah. and projects that uh, I, <clears throat> at the time, it, it, there was maybe a, a mini effort to, to maybe see if I would be interested in doing them. And right. I w- ultimately put my foot down like, no, I don't like that mm-hmm. role. I don't feel comfortable doing that mm-hmm. kind of role. Right. And uh, I'm. Yeah, I mean, I, maybe I should even say, but like, interview with the vampire was yeah. one where I'm like, eh, you know, I was a kid, kid, and, and right. I, that kind of heavy. adult type of performance, yeah. was not something that I, I, I was comfortable with. So I like, I kind of, but then other times, like, there, there were just like scripts or like, maybe I was like, oh, happy to do for yeah. one reason or another, but at the same time, like, I probably wasn't even aware of all of the scripts that were being sent to me until around like eleven, twelve. Sure. Know? Yeah. So like okay, so then the the American Beauty thing is huge, right? It was a huge, huge thing all around. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was like it changed everything. It changed the way people shot television. I think mm, in a yeah, weird way. I still hear commercials with music that's oh really clearly influenced from right from Newman's score. But yeah, I mean that just I mean that that project uh took up so much of my life for a, a certain like a two-year period you know? so you've done I, like like several movies mm-hmm. and you so you knew what you were doing sure you were comp did you take did you study acting at all uh every day i was on set that was the way <laughs> it that worked? was that was yeah i didn't uh you know study under or i don't right. subscribe to a, a, sure. a style sure or, or anything like it that. was just something you, you picked up mm-hmm. yeah i mean i understand that i think a lot of people do that i just know like i don't it's weird because I've talked to actors about it, and you know the ones who who learn that way. They all, there's always a moment of sort of like, no, I did not. I didn't even need to do that. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I just pretend. <laughs> I watch other people do it, and I listen, and I talk. But how did that? Um, how did that one happen? Uh, you know, it was a very long auditioning. Sam Mendes. Process. Yeah, I was actually one of the first people to go in and have a meeting with him lester hadn't even been cast yet and he was oh kevin's part yeah Uh uh-huh and he was just in this you know sam was just in this zone where he was like well i guess you know i'm here spielberg's my guy and i I get to see everybody so let's see everybody okay uh but but for me it was such a a a personal thing because i so strongly identified with jane yeah and um, well, you know, there was talk of maybe like, well, why don't you go in for Angela? Because it's like a flashy star making part or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I really don't like Angela at all. <laughs> and I yeah. really identify a little bit more with Jade. And I just feel like I could. Angela was played to, by Mi- Mi- Mina, Mina Mi- Savari. Mina Savari. Yeah. What has she been doing? She's she's around. She just had a show, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's still on, but she had, it ran for a couple of years, I think. So then I go in, I have a meeting. That's awesome. Uh, you know, a with month Sam later, or just with the Sam casting. and the producers and the casting. Yeah, and then uh, come back for a reading just with Sam, not taped, and another meeting, and then like five months later, I was doing this TV movie uh, up in Oregon uh, called Night Ride Home, and right. they're like, "We need to fly you down here for the 
screen test. You know, there's yeah. a couple of pairings, this and that. We want to get the combination of yeah. the three right. the three parts the yeah. right way. And yeah. So um so yeah, went in, did the test and uh, another month and a half later, you know, I got a call saying, yeah, you know. It was crazy that much went into putting that movie together. They knew it was yeah, gonna it drove be huge. Me nuts. Did they know it was oh, gonna be well, huge? Everybody, there was a there was a cult like obsession within the industry for the script itself. Oh, I, I, oh, right. I still okay. haven't seen, an, a you know, apart from maybe something on the top of the blacklist or something. I still haven't seen a reaction to a script quite like yeah yeah like there was for that one. Everybody right. and their mother wanted to right. you know to, oh, so to, that, to go in for it or yeah. to you know to to be a part of it. It was just so beautifully written um, by Alan Ball, and it was something that was so unique for the the time i or at least that's how i yeah saw I, it. it was I, a I, unique style i mean it, it 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 had so many pieces of other types of film it had like a slight noirish thing yeah. but it was mainly and it also it was like so character based it was existential and full of symbolism yeah. and all of that kind of stuff and I, and i was like wow you know i i'm you know this is the type of like this can be this is movies can be like this this yeah. is exciting you know it doesn't yeah. all have to be Disney or action pictures like right. this is a, a real piece of art. Yeah. Also, the marketing for it was was phenomenal. You know, Terry Press had done a great job. It was like that we had a great trailer, a great poster, just every the way. Like so, I think we. Yeah. It was it was crafted. Yeah. To to, ha- to elicit that response from an audience. On, yeah. And, uh, so it was very much by design. Could I say that we all knew how big it was going to be? I think you know at the time we always like to say to each other like, oh, this could be. Something, right? Mm-hmm. This could be really cool. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, come on. You know you're going to win a thousand Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But nobody could, you know, sit around saying that. But, yeah. Like, that was kind of the feeling, like, yeah, this could be big. Yeah. And you, at that point, you were that you were savvy enough to know all this stuff was going on. I I, I was savvy in some areas, but completely innocent in yeah. others. I How was, old were you? I was a late bloomer. I, we shot that when I was 16. Yeah. And, like, Mendez was, like, a... a, a was he interesting to work with? Oh, absolutely. It was like um, a college professor. So you learned things? For sure. You could pick his, as, as much as you could try to, try to pick his brain a little bit, you know, try to scratch the surface. He's kind of a quiet, quiet oh, really? guy, yeah. And did he, was he on set directing or was he far away in a little video village? Did no, he... I mean, he was both. Yeah. He was both. Uh, but the, Con- the, the, the beauty about the way Conrad Hall lit was that he would light the whole world yeah and so so it wasn't like you could be right up close he kind of like created a whole space in which the actors mainly had a lot of freedom or a lot of movement and so because uh physically because of that physically yeah couldn't be like right up you know yeah like in the water with you so sure, to say sure. but yeah but but he was at, you know second it was cut he'd come running in oh and, yeah you know so. yeah 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 and then other times he was more yeah. you know wouldn't necessarily watch the monitor so it right. was all depending on his mood or the situation i suppose i don't know i think i don't know why i asked you that i think it's because like i can't remember what who was talking but it, maybe it was carol kane i just uh because i talked to her recently that there was a time where yeah, you know, the director was. There was no video village. They were right. there. Yeah, they were sitting there by the camera. Yeah, you know, doing the business. Right. And yeah. there was an intimacy to that. I mm-hmm. guess. I think it's nice to have a bit of both. Yeah, yeah like a for little, sure. bit, a little bit of a balance. But, but I, I, if I were to, let's say, uh, you know, take on that role, I, I imagine that I would, 
have the little monitor in my hand, but also be right there. Yeah. You know, have you done any directing? Minimal, but that's the that's the goal. I've done some shorts, some yeah. online shorts, like little clips and, and how are they received? Commercial. Um, you did it? well. I mean, yeah. they're for no budget, like gorilla. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I like I had one editor, so yeah. like, and no music, no nothing. I mean, it right. was like bare bones stuff, just like you know, like me dipping my toe in basically. And, and you've done a commercial, you said, or no? Yeah. Well, I had I. <sighs> I had done a campaign for these breath flash strips yeah. in the early 2000s, and, yeah. and part of the deal was that I would do these three commercials, and one of them I could direct. So, yeah. so one of them I did, and I came up with the concept and and, and, that's and everything, the goal? and that was kind of like, oh uh, yeah, it's a goal. It yeah. is a goal. I've done some producing. I've done, but I think that I've always wanted to. Ever since I was nine, I wanted to. You know, Direct. because my idea is like, well, who's in charge? Because I want to be that guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, it's always been it's always been the goal. But I, I at the same time, I it's not as burning as it, it as it as it once was. But I think that that actually might propel me to achieve it. even, yeah. even more because well, I'm, I'm not yeah, so, if you're not so desperate for it. It's, right. it's more of a. Yeah. Well, if this can happen, that would be great. But, yeah, yeah, if you can work towards for it. Sure. So, like after. American Beauty, do things get pretty crazy for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, crazy in the sense that, you know, there was a – it was a whole new level. Like I, I felt before mm. that I had been maybe industry mm-hmm. known, you mm-hmm. know, as a as a, as a kid actor, like right. bordering on child star or whatever, however right. you want to put it. Right. And then after that, it was more like, oh, no, you're – you just stepped into a different club. Right, and you know you're you're touring Europe with the film and promoting it and and all. Did you of go that. to the big and festivals? So we we did Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We didn't really need festivals, right. but we went around. Sure. And we to did promote the, the, it, yeah, to promote it. Yeah. We had the premieres in London, right. Spain, Italy, France, all that Germany. Kevin and the three of us did a lot of it. Um, and Was then Kevin, Kevin right? went on a tour. Uh, in the states too, like the colleges yeah. and universities. Was he all right to work with? As an actor, he's wonderful to work yeah, with, and, yeah. and 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 I only really interacted with him on set and, sure. and at premieres and, and events and stuff. Yeah. So we didn't like I mean, in the rehearsal period. We had a little time to bond and get to know each other, right? Um, but there were always, you know, Kevin's a really intelligent person, and he yeah. even was a private person. Uh, yeah. And look, I was a sixteen-year-old yeah, girl. I know. There's just not yeah, much not. of an interest <laughs> there for me. So. Yeah, no, I and mean, I'm not looking for anything. But I, also, I, really I think the that. nature of our yeah. on-screen relationship, too, was more, it, 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 it kind of lent itself to a natural thing on set where we were like, it, we were close, but there was like a slight contentiousness right, like the, there. Just, But I think it was a bleeding over from the nature of the character. Yeah, it's like that thing we were talking about earlier in the kitchen where, you know, if you have you know, younger parents... That the bond is sort of weird, right? Like I, I guess his his trip was sort of a midwife trip, but it was still him trying to to get something back, right? Of his youth, yeah. He and, was and not yeah. understanding you know proper grown up boundaries or or you know or I I think he just like he only like I think you know a lot of parents get kind of they they, they <laughs> their kids reach a certain age and the parent just can't help but not understand them. In a new way, it's more like, well, what happened to that wonderful eight-year-old that I, you know? Yeah. And and it, and it, it it can it can stay weird. Based but, on yeah, that. and then yeah. he's going into like, well, what happened to my life? You know, and I mean, he's yeah. taking it a little bit on a selfish. Yeah, from, like a, from Jane's point of view, it's a very yeah, selfish yeah. outlook that he's taking. And like, did you find that with your folks? Were they, were they young when they had you? No, they weren't. No. 
Oh wow! So, so you didn't grow up with younger parents? No, no. They uh, were they were parents, hmm. um, but they were but they were friends too because they didn't talk to me like aga goo goo. Right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were here. Yeah, read this book. Do you think that? Tell like, us what you think about it. Be engaged. Be you know, and, and you know, and educate yourself. Is your sense of them that um, that whatever went on in the seventies was some sort of like? They were contracting after that, like they, that, that after that, whatever they'd gone through in the 60s and 70s, they're like, all right, we did that. Let's bring the kid up right. I believe that. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> I mean, that's mainly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, definitely. I think that was the there was they had been through so much and seen sure. so much that there was a level of horror that I by the idea that I might have to go through some sure. that you know that was what they had done was not for me yeah know? and i you know i think that that happens to a lot of that generation you know given that you know not have all of them do what your parents did but right. that that sort of like following that that 60s trip of like you know just kind of do it man you know do whatever you know and all that liberation that, that, that was not the, the i mean maybe if they had been younger when i when i came along or i had come yeah. along oh at you're an probably, earlier period like say lucky. i was born in you're like probably, 78 or yeah. 77 or something yeah. like that it might have been different i said yeah. in some yeah. way i got the more uh, the more standard, conservative normal yeah right they they had uh, come to their senses yeah after the bit. insanity a right. little bit well a little bit yeah <laughs> All right, so they like, always have like a you know a radical outlook on things. They but, do, but but I mean, but in a in a in a in a thoughtful way. You yeah, know, they can be reined in. Yeah, like what? Like what's radical? Well, uh, I you know I mean I think you know like I said they were incredible health nuts. Oh right, okay. For for yeah, a, a yeah. Long, so you grew up with so a lot of supplements. And, you, well, you know, bee pollen, spirulina, the whole and, thing, and stuff yeah. like that, and then. Yeah. You know, but then you know, ten years later, they're like, "Oh, we're going for Chinese." You yeah. know, so they kind of, yeah, they go, they Phases. go all over. Yeah. Phases, yeah. So during the uh, American Beauty period, are they? Is your dad managing you? Yes, he was still. Yeah, but I had, uh, you know, I, I had a big agents. Big te- yeah, I had teams. I, yeah, I, yeah. I've been with a lot of different agents over yeah, a long yeah. period of time, and yeah, but he, uh, yeah, he was, but he was never on set. Yeah, he was. You know, he he was working out at home. Yeah, he's yeah. Is that, <laughs> and is real it? estate. He had, he was, oh, was a real estate guy. Real estate. Dabbled. Yeah. Well, a lot of hustles. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was busy. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. So what happens right after American Beauty? Uh, well, you know, it was kind of like sit back and and uh, read scripts. Just, and just go on the roller coaster for yeah, a little while right. there, and, and you know, honestly, there wasn't as as many scripts as I had expected. Uh-huh. Uh, to be uh, flooding, sorry, flooding through. Yeah, uh, and I and I, I still to this day don't know that be- if that was because there simply weren't that many roles. Yeah, uh, 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 to follow a performance like that right. up with. Yeah, uh, th- at that time, and that's why when I uh, shortly after mm, the film came, not that shortly after the film came out, maybe about like four or five months after the film came out. Uh, I got I got the script for Ghost World. Oh yeah, and it was it was sent to me with the graphic novel as well. Oh So yes. I read the script first, then I read the graphic novel. And oh yeah, I was completely blown away, and I'm like, this is my part. This is my part. This is my part. And nobody nobody wanted me to play that part. The director didn't want me to play it. The writer didn't. They wanted somebody else. And really, they they thought they they thought of me as a as a Rebecca. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and for me, that particular character did nothing for me uh-huh and uh enid was somebody that i felt that i could kind of maybe in some way h- hide behind and 
at least be able to portray her personality yeah. without having her personality right. in my lo- own life. Like, yeah. But unfortunately, through playing her, she stuck with me oh, really? <laughs> for a while. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of her outlook became my outlook for a potentially a little too long. Really? This is kind of, yeah, disenchanted, like kind of. No kidding. Just kind of lost and, con- and, and confused in a way. Um, and I, you know, I, I think part of that is. So, you know, internal uh, stuff. But at the same time, I think it's a reaction to um, just like, you know, the being a young woman in that era, uh, if you're pursuing a a high profile career, there only seems to be a couple of formulas to to adapt to in order to reach, let's say, that level. Yeah. And uh, what it took, those formulas were not so attractive to me. Right. And you got uh, cynical. I got, yeah, a little... A, a little. So, because you did a and few... And I just also, I felt like maybe it was unfair that so many of my opinions had to be, like, corrected or adjusted uh-huh. or something. Yeah. And so that was... Uh, like, you, you know, I can be stubborn from you, time to time, so... Right, but you... So the, the implication was you didn't know better and that other people knew better. I think it's more of like a calm down. It's oh, all okay. Oh. Just do this, and everything will be fine. Oh, so and that was my, the way I, they framed like, it. Well, like it's, it's like, like it's in not, your best interest, a, but it's a proverbial. It's like yeah, it was no, everybody. It. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone's just like, oh, don't you know? That's just more of a but there was still poo poo, right? You know? But there were still those formulas they, that they were trying to those. Put in. Uh, those were the those were the ones, and any any tr- trying to be forge cute. a new right. formula was something that needed to be corrected, not not embraced. Right? What were the old formulas in your mind? Uh, just you Cute know, girl, the, the funny hot, girl. tall, skinny, you yeah, know, Jessica yeah. Alba type of thing. Uh-huh. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm, that's I'm not I'm not critiquing it. It just right. I'm like, wait, okay, but maybe you know, I'm not going to grow a foot taller and stay the same weight. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. what yeah. can I do? <laughs> but it looks like though you did a, a couple of movies in between American Beauty and Ghost World that were it seemed like kind of trying different things out. Right? Yeah, actually, uh, right after American Beauty. Uh, Ghost World was my next film that I that was shot, it? and then after that, it, but it took a while to come out. Oh, is that how and it worked? It took a while to come out, yeah. and then after Ghost World, I I was more experimental, and I was trying things, and I was I was more like, oh, I don't care about the budget or who's like all the things where they say like, oh, you only want to work with certain people and blah blah blah. So I didn't care about any of that. I was like, I was just going by the material. Yeah. So the sensibility of Ghost World, I mean, because that is a pretty, you know, that. I mean, it was an experimental movie, really. I think you know. I read. I've read Clouds for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and I've interviewed that guy. And Zweigoff is like he's kind of a pain in the ass, but he's all right, you know. <laughs> he cracks me up. Yeah, he's. Funny. I cannot get through a conversation with yeah. him without having a stomach ache for the next day. Yeah, because he's, of he's laughing too hard. He's an odd, interesting guy. Self, self-deprecating person yeah. I've ever met. But there was something about the nature of Clouds and and about um, you know those characters that really. They they changed your point of view, huh? For sure. Huh. Or they, I think they highlighted a point of view that I maybe already had. Yeah. But 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 they put a spotlight on it, and, and also and it allowed me to fully expand on it. Right, right. And in in, in in retrospect, was, do you think that was destructive? No, uh, I had a blast. Yeah. I loved making that film. I mean, maybe why just being following, or... you know, afterwards, yeah. maybe being turned into like uh, you know having the personality not so dissimilar to Terry's himself was maybe not ideal for an eighteen-year-old girl, <laughs> right, and I might yeah. have lost some friendships and uh-huh. um, 
you know, stop some guys from approaching me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe oh, that's well, a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. Probably. And was, and did you were you and Scarlet friends ever? Very tight. Yeah. Very tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we you Worked know it was it was we were working like this. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, she I was just graduating high school and she's she was still in school. So we our time together wasn't. Right. As much as it maybe could have been. She was still been in high exactly school? Exactly the same age. I think she was 15. No kidding. 15. Wow, I didn't, I didn't even realize and, that. And, but she, I, at was the that time, her first I, movie? No. No, oh. no, no. She had been in something like Manny and Lowe and oh, some others. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. But it was her first, I think, you know, big, chunky, bordering on adult role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, it, it, it's so weird. That there's people that I, I must, I, I mean, I know it from my own life. Like, because when I look at the the cast of some of the movies you've been in, some people like you know had hard lives, <laughs> and yeah. some people aren't with us anymore. It's yeah. heavy, man. Yeah, I didn't realize that Renfro was in mm-hmm. Ghost World. I'm trying to remember who he was in that. He was Josh. He had, uh, uh, he had, he was like um, kind of a side crush of Enid's. Oh yeah, yeah, had, yeah, yeah. But his his character was right. Not that. Not that. You know, it wasn't. Uh, featured that much but it was essential to the story yeah and Wes too has like had trouble right yeah well I mean when I worked with Wes yeah that hadn't I mean maybe there might have been beginnings of it right but that, that hadn't right it, yeah it hadn't you know became what it what it did but when I was working with Renfro it was already yeah in a, in a, a at a shocking place I found where he was at just in his life to be kind of shocking yeah it was the first time you'd seen that it it was it was that bad it was the first time i had seen it that bad right i mean i had heard things about other people or right you know i I was all when i was a kid i could always tell the difference between the kids who wanted to be there and the kids who didn't yeah and that was always like oof, god that sucks you know ah yeah but for him it was more like it was kind of a cautionary i was like wow and also i was shocked that anybody had let it had let it gotten to that point right i mean his his handler right that this i don't know the state or yeah insurance or something yeah. that had had him with was uh his was his provider yeah you know oh really <laughs> yeah it's so weird how those people find people they did that it's a whole shadow business you know to people that have those kind of um problems there's just these people that service them well, he was incredibly vulnerable too, just because he had no support system, so young support too. network, and yeah, oh, and sad. he had come from a very disastrous, yeah. oh really, starting I place. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Did you guys remain friends after that until he, you know? Sort of... Uh, you know, honestly, yeah. uh, not not that much. Yeah. I we 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 didn't. His situation scared me. I really right. thought he was a really sweet. Yeah. Kid. Yeah. But there was something about his energy that I didn't want to yeah, engage get too much. Sucked in. Yeah. So you were able to avoid that? A, a little bit. The a I little mean, bit. drugs I mean, I, and whatnot. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I never went off the deep end with anything, yeah. you know. And that's I, good. I, 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 that's not, there was always certain journeys that in life that I knew I just really didn't want to take. That's good that you didn't. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and so, uh, I mean, I'm, I haven't been a perfect angel. Yeah. But uh, I, n- n- none of the hard stuff. <laughs> right. Ever. Well, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't lose control. Right. Which is nice. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> so after, so now after Ghost World, I mean, it seems like you work all, you know, a lot. Mm-hmm. And like, are you happy? I, you know, I, I am because I had taken, you know, like you said, people can ask, you know, 
what happened what to her. Is, you know, yeah. Right. And that's that that's fair, but you know, a lot of the stuff that I did didn't reach the Right, the, exactly. The, the that happens all the time. size of other yeah. of other things and right. I did them for different reasons and right. then at a certain point in my life it it became for me I felt like the best thing that I could do just to keep growing and evolving as a, as a as a person mm-hmm. and you know try to hold on to some sanity yeah. w- was to get my education you know uh, I, after graduating high school my career was in such a place that college wasn't even right you're a working thought. I was yeah. like yeah and but you know I really wanted to to educate myself so I I got my pre-law degree yeah and it's a four-year program and I, I did it in about 3 where at? Well, uh, uh, Kaplan, which mm-hmm. is a, it's like the Phoenix. Oh it's yeah, it's like the sec. It's the, it's the better Phoenix. Okay, yeah. So online, <laughs> it's online, yeah. but it's it's it, you know, it, it, online gets a little bit of a bad rap. But I've I've spoken to teachers who are have said it's uh it's actually harder than than and also than like it's you, and the, it kept the, me away from the culture. Also, I was older, so I, I didn't want to go culture. Hey, no, no, no. The cult, the the college party oh, culture. Oh, oh, you know, I I I didn't. I feel like when you're that age, you go to college for something other than the No, I classes. think people who really want it, they really want it. Like, you want to learn. Yeah, like if and I yeah. went for, for that. Yeah. So, and it was, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was rigorous, but I, I, I very much enjoyed it. And But it just brought me back to realizing that I, I whereas maybe I was open-minded to a major life shift and uh, taking on a, a, a new career, a yeah. new direction. yeah. That 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 I actually didn't ultimately yeah. want that, and I still wanted to be part of the storytelling process because yeah. I I believe that I don't know call me yeah. call me whatever, but yeah. I believe that film and and TV is consumed by largely yeah formative minds yeah and sure. and so I think that there's a power yeah in that of course and uh and so and with that comes a, a responsibility to uh to to shape those those yeah, minds in, in, in right. as open mm-hmm. a way as as possible that brought me back to i thought well okay well maybe i'll write so i wrote a a play oh yeah I wrote a, in a month i wrote a screenplay in a year and a half <laughs> yeah after <laughs> and, after you after, decided after the, the, the pre-law the, the after i finished my pre-law there was like oh okay we'll either go in for your jd yeah. And, you know, start working on studying it. for the bar and all right. that. Yeah. Or skip it. What's the play about? Uh, a first date. Yeah. What's yeah, it but called? it's a first date with the on pause. Okay. It's about a it's a first date, but it's it's got flashbacks of previous relationships uh-huh. and those previous relationships all explain why this first date is going so horrifically awkwardly. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, did you put it up? Uh, I came close, but I got distracted with other things. And did you do a reading of it or anything? Uh, no. I mean, I I I had a a, a producing partner, and mm-hmm. we were, but then something happened with a the theater that we were going to do it at, and, and and then I just you know at, at, after that that it, it was become like like well you know I'd also really still like to act as well, so mm-hmm. it was more of a hunt for representation and stuff like that. So, oh, yeah. oh, in turn, oh, so you needed to get re-represented. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you, the 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 uh, the going to school and the writing the play got you out of the game a bit. So you had to go back get it get some. New I was people. still being approached. Yeah. But but I just was, you know, I know yeah. this is what I'm doing now, uh-huh. and then it it actually kind of needed to come from me, right? To decide to try the acting stuff again. Do you find that like so are you writing for um, young adults? Well, I mean, I I feel like 
when I was an audience member mm-hmm. at 15, 16, I was always looking for what the 25-year-olds were watching. Sure. Yeah. And so I, I, I want to talk to those kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even understand kids. I don't have them. And I don't, I don't understand them either. I don't know where they're at. No, but I feel like it's our duty to talk to them anyway. Of course, you know, they, <laughs> sometimes they find me, you know, the, right. you know, some college kids, but still like, I don't like, I oh, don't. I'm sure you're bigger than you think you are with college kids. I don't know. You know, no? I go, I go perform at places in college towns and yeah. I get the, the, the ones that know me and like me are definitely kind of special, sensitive, tormented, <laughs> a little brighter than the rest. I, I don't know. You know, it's not the, the across the board college appeal. Maybe those are our people. No, they're fine with me. <laughs> It's okay with me. So, like, once you get back into the game, are you like, are you, are you frustrated now, or you feel okay? Not so much, yeah. Because I don't, I don't uh, have a lot of the, you know, I feel like uh, a disenchantment and a disappointment or a frustration yeah. comes. A, a, a parallel to the level of expectation uh-huh. that one has, but I mean, like, and so my expectation level might have been one thing a while ago. Right now, it's it's a, a little different, and yeah. so I don't feel the anxiety that's coming with it, or am I achieving my goals quick enough? And I, right. I don't do the comparison. You know, are you I good like just base, basing my happiness on like, oh, well, so and so is doing so much better, and blah blah blah. No, like, you don't I don't. Do that I never was like that. Never. Not really. I mean, Ugh. I briefly. I wish I wasn't. Briefly, when I was in my early early twenties, right. and every actor has their one. Of They're course. like, you're that person, you know. <laughs> and I might have had a couple of those, but. <laughs> But I've, I just don't have time for that anymore. I've still got mine, and I'm doing yeah. fine. Right. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> right? I mean, it's like, it's, I, how, it's, do you, it's, how do you get to a point of self-acceptance? It's, it's a little, I don't think you have to have self-acceptance in order to, like, just let the other part of it go. And I, and it's, it's, you know, some people will say, well, in order to succeed, you have to be competitive. You know, and you hear this in sports all yeah, the time. Wait, it's but, all about the competition. But the competition, but I don't, I don't see it that but way. But that well, with sports, you know, it's sort of like well, I yeah, run faster I mean, you, than you. You have you. to win a game. Exactly. There's, right, there's yeah, a yeah. million different, uh, you right. know, uh, problems right. in being competitive in this business. What does that even mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It's fucking nuts. But, right. like, I still get jealous, even though, like, I know in my mind that I don't want what they have. I probably couldn't do what they do. All that shit, you know, but but in order to sort of assess that and not use those as weapons against myself, right. like, well, why can't I do it? You yeah, know? yeah, it's, it's true. It's complicated. It's complicated, God and it. it's a constant struggle because I, even to this day, I'll have days where like, well, what do you, what what the fuck does anyone want from, like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. What, I got to stand on stage naked for an hour and a half? What do you want? <laughs> when does that conversation happen? <laughs> no, I just, it's yeah. like, it's an example yeah. of... Of like, what does it take yeah. to be, you know, like, because you hear so much and everybody hears this. Oh, we love her. We love her. We love her. Love her. Oh, yeah. But then it's like, oh, it's not this and it's not that. And Ugh. that's not even that's, uh, every single actor out there has, you know, like, oh, excellent. Amazing. Not right for this. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so, the, yeah, that I can't. That's why I never did the acting thing. Mm-hmm. That's, I never pursued it because I couldn't handle that shit. Right. The amount of rejection you guys take. Right. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. Well, and then, of course, in our mind is it's like, you're right. But remember when I described myself as an actor? Yeah. Like it means that I can like, give me a note. Give yeah, me an adjustment. I'll, do I'll yeah. make it. Right. Exactly. But you, you, don't, you don't get the amount of adjustment notes. What would be what would make you happy? Like in terms of like not I'm not happy happy but like what kind of part what are you looking for as an actor at this I've point? I've always kind of even when I was you know uh, 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 doing different different things I always wa- wanted to mo- I always saw myself as like 
that I couldn't wait to get to like the older Betty Davis era, you mm-hmm. know, the, the the Francis McDormand. Right. I always was like, I'm looking forward to that mm. or something. Yeah. So I didn't exactly know what I want. I just knew that a lot of what I was reading wasn't really clicking with me. Right. But you did this. Oh, you were in that new that movie with the last black man in San Francisco. Is yes. That, and was, how was that? I loved it. I love that script. It's a beautiful poem to the city, which is my favorite city in it's, California. It is like a poem. It is, yeah, because it, it's, it's poetry. A, it, the whole thing is. That's the only way I could take it in when I started to watch the groove of it, and I'm like, all right, this is what this is. Right, and the score is phenomenal, yeah. and, and, and Joe's uh, Joe's eye and, and some of his shots and, and, and concepts were just amazing, and so I was just happy to be uh, a part of that. You know, I'm also on, like, right now I'm on season 10 of The Walking Dead, and I just finished shooting a film in Oklahoma uh, called 13 Minutes. So Oklahoma? I mean, there's, like, Oklahoma City, yeah. How was that? It was. <laughs> they're starting to do a lot more there. Did you hang out with Wayne Coyne? I, I don't. You know, yeah, from I don't, the Flaming Lips. I I, Did you go? Over oh, there? I. Uh, the drummer, uh, from the Flaming Lips yeah. was uh the boyfriend of our hair, oh. our key hair. Okay. So he and he actually helped out with wardrobe. Oddly well, enough, well, on Wayne, set. But, yeah, yeah, Wayne. Uh, you know, the lead singer of the Flaming Lips. He's got a whole little world over there. Mm-hmm. And they like have a, a they have a little alley street named yeah. after them. And there's a, I walked by it all the there's time. There's a place with a, a giant it's a lot of weirdness. A lot of uh yeah. king's mouth. It's a he's got some giant uh, mouth you can go in and oh, there's wow. a womb uh, room and like he's got a trippy. whole Yeah, it's definitely yeah. <laughs> trippy. So you didn't, oh, you didn't hang out there though. I I I didn't make it that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was in and out, uh-huh. you know, on, on that one. It was a very What's much that an about, ensemble 13 minutes? piece. It's about uh, uh, before, during, and after a tornado hits oh. in a very small town. And it's like these intersecting lives type of thing. Oh. It's, you know, yeah. it's a nice, clean. Fun? Fun, yeah. <laughs> and what is it like being on the uh, the never-ending Walking Dead? I only started season 10. Yeah. So. Uh, it's amazing. It, it, was, it, it was such a an adjustment for me to a be back on a tv well, show. I, did, I haven't even watched it were you like did you, were you zombie fighting i i did a little bit i did a little <laughs> bit of that uh yeah. one thing that's nice about it coming in on it so late is that it runs like a machine it does right yeah. right yeah. right so yeah. they know exactly but what it's a doing. very scattered <laughs> difficult laborious yeah. intense filthy disgusting machine humidity addled machine <laughs> it, where, where does it shoot south of atlanta Georgia, uh, right? So, so in the in... summer, no less. Hot, just a teensy. Yeah. yeah, and you were staying in Atlanta? Uh, no, no, too too far to commute. The, the because the hours of the days are so long. They're uh. typically fourteen hour days, right? So you That's wind up staying in this little town called either Sonoya, Sonoya. Well, I don't know if you say it's Sonoya or Sonoya. Yeah, it's spelled Sonoya, but I hear people say Sonoya. So anyway, you either stay there, which is like. 10 minutes from the, the set which is yeah. like 300 acres or uh, Peachtree City which is where I was which right. is like, a, like just under a half hour drive from set yeah I was there for a, a couple weeks doing a thing it's okay it's an okay city but you, I guess you weren't really in it uh, you know I like Atlanta in the winter like the fall right. winter when spring. it's not disgusting and <laughs> sticky and hot mm. and what uh, and so what what else do you have coming up uh, th- like I said, thirteen minutes, and I yeah. did just option uh, a script that that I'm that I, that I have in front of some people's eyes that I would be directing, oh, not great. in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's pilot season, so anything can happen. So you go out to pilots? You go out for the pilot season? Not which certain ones? Isn't it? Isn't pilot season like ongoing it's, now? It, right, but it's like the original pilot season right. now and then. But oh, the, the streaming pilot season is is a is a yearly. 
Oh, so this is this but is, like it's, it's just like the big fives, right? Yeah. So this is really going cable. So you've been going out on auditions. Uh, here and there, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 in that between of like you're either meeting or audition, depending on the project. Would you and do the like people. a big three camera thing? I I would. Mm. I I would. I'm not against it. Like you know, the three camera thing never goes away. Well, they even like I think they did like the ranch, and I'm like, wow, the multicam on streaming. What it went why? for a while. I talked to Ashton about that. Yeah. Well, it's sort of interesting the way they did that. You know, like I never like he. Because it ran, I think, longer than anyone expected, and people liked it, yeah, obviously. Pe- yeah, it was really, it was very popular. I think they just did the last season. But it's weird that But it they- was that, that was a new thing, because it was, if I, not that I watched too much of the show, but Sam Elliott is yeah. also my man, my manager, so, you know, he's a fellow client, was a fellow client. It's with your management. It was, it yeah, was, and, yeah. uh, and... So I heard about the show yeah. and, and, and all of that, and, uh, it, well, from what I understand, it, that was a... It was multicam and it was a comedy, but it also had genuinely dramatic. Well, that's elements the thing as, that as was well. interesting that they balanced this thing because it did have the joke to joke business, right? But then they dealt with you know heavier things. And Ashton said, you know, they knew they got into a system of shooting that because they knew that you could you you, you couldn't do that in the, in in the flow of the show with an audience. I think I heard that episode. That's right. right. She was saying like they would shoot some in front of the audience, yeah, and, and then the some serious not, stuff, and then right. go back and forth. It was yeah, smart. The different levels. That was really. That, I mean, it explained to me how that something like that would work out. So. Yeah, because like I don't think I'd seen it work like that before. Mm-hmm. You know that you get that weird kind of laugh tracky thing, right? But they instead of like relying on the audience just to make the shift, right? They were able to isolate the things they yeah. knew. They couldn't, or, or they prepped the audience in a different way. It sounds like they might have created a solution to the problem I always had as an audience member with the, uh, you know, filmed in, in front of a live audience thing, which was yeah. that for the dramatic n- moments, they never seemed to go in for a close-up at all. I'm like, right. well, how are you supposed to know how dramatic this really is right. if the camera's still way back here yeah, yeah, and the yeah. audience is still going to laugh in five seconds? Like, that's not <laughs> right. going to work for me. Like, right. I'm not buying the drama. This yeah. is just coming off as really bad. Right. So it right. sounds like maybe he found the happy medium yeah. with all that. So, man, good, I, good I, I mean, I watched a couple episodes and it seemed to work, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. So what? Uh, what's this, um, in terms of directing, um, what has to happen for that? For your project option, what do you got? You Stars get... have to realign, and no. <laughs> you have to get. You want to act in it too, or no? Uh, not this one. Not oh. the one that I just opted. So you're trying no. to connect people to it. You're trying to get people. Yeah, into you shop it. it around. You know, you, you you take on the duties of a producer. Yeah. And you you you, you got to get the money, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what do you do for fun? Uh, I. <laughs> I watch a lot. Uh, I I read a lot. I mean, not not. I read a lot online. I, I'd like to stop and go back to my book reading yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I do. I like. I like. I, I like uh, any historical biographies. I bike ride. We ski. I, we ski. You do. I just try to keep as physical. You know, walk. I like to ski. Uh, I haven't skied in a long time. You know, time. I I maybe play a couple of stupid games yeah. on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. But I mean, that's more like when you're on set and you know, just kind of like oh, yeah. know, in between and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I wish I did more game playing on the phone. I just seem to get lost in it, you know, with the news and everything else. I I, I do too, but I, I I feel like if you're on the news, they try to steer you, or at least my phone tries to steer me. To like celebrity gossip or something. Oh yeah, sure. Or like, yeah. you know, oh, what's wrong with their toe? Or you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't like any of that. Yeah, no, I get sucked right into the darkness of right, the, you right, know, right, right. I know. like hopping around 
and like and trying to find different news sources like AFP or uh-huh. yeah. you know or then I'll like I'll go I'll, I I find myself going into groups and finding on like I do like online activism and all that you know yeah, yeah. sign every petition in the world good maybe that'll help absolutely nothing who knows <laughs> well where do you ski at uh, Ma- mainland, just because it's local, Mammoth? mainly big, big bear. Big bear, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mammoth is is great too, but yeah. it's just a little further away. You've been skiing your whole life? Uh, no, I only started oh, really? when I was. I thought started learning when I was thirty four. Oh really? Yeah. You like so it? So it's been like four, three, four years. Fun. I love it. I love it. I'm I'm still developing my legs, but I really love it. But you went with skis, not snowboard. Not no, snowboard. I know only because. Uh, Does your husband? I ski? feel like yes, he does. Yeah. He's he's actually the one who taught me. Right. And I feel like. Uh, you know these borders they got yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Little yeah. <laughs> it's hard to pick that shit up too it's the, a little when harder you get older. yeah it's a whole different groove right yeah how long have you been married uh, a year and two months and a couple of days and how long did you know him before oh we've been together just under five years how's it going it's great love it <laughs> and, and, and a total shock to me oh yeah yeah i was not a I was a never marry, never kid kind of kind of person, you know. Mm. And then I just just changed with this one. So good, yeah. As long as you're happy, yeah, for sure. Good talking to you, Thora. Thank you. That's it. She was a little concerned about how that might have come off. I thought it was fine. Uh, she's currently on The Walking Dead, which airs Sunday nights on AMC. And now you can listen to me wrestle with this fucking. Les Paul Jr. and my fucking 53 Fender Deluxe amp. Me wrestling with these old fucking men at my own age.